Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, gre- greetings everyone. Welcome to this uh, episode of Healing Courageously. Yeah. Hey, this is a month of miracles. March, yes, I March love is this. a month of miracles. March right? miracles. March, March, March miracles. Oh, you know, they could be everyday miracles. They can be, but we want to share them in the month of March. Right. We want to and, um, invite some friends into this right. uh, this okay. month and share some of the miracles that God has done in their lives. Yeah, and we have a, uh, this is the third week, right? This will be the third week, third yep. Week. And it, it, in my view, I had the pleasure of talking to Justin before uh, a couple of weeks ago about yeah. this. We have a really powerful and really enlightening uh, miracle today yeah. to talk about. That's beautiful. Uh, but, you know, before we go, go into him and, and, and his wife, Esther, is joining us tonight. She's a big part of why Justin's sitting in that chair still mm. breathing today. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, it's like miracles. You know, people are always looking for the burning bush miracle. Yeah. Right? And I know I, I say this before every show, but it's really important for people to understand this, that, you know, it, it's... There's a lady in my AA meetings at the end of every meeting, she would say, keep coming back until the miracle mm-hmm. happens. And I heard it for seven years and seven years, just over and over again. And then one day it just hit me. It's, it's like, well, wait a minute. The miracles happen every day. Right. Now we're looking for a big burning bush miracle, but the day an alcoholic or addict wakes up and doesn't use, that's, that's a, miracle. a miracle. The that's day a- we wake up and breathe, that's a miracle. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's miracles that happen in front of us all day long. Yeah. We just have to be open. We have to be open because people are looking for the the person to be raised from the dead. Yeah. And I don't think any of that's happened since Jesus has been. I think he's the one that could He's the last them. one that yeah. did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but we have a phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to welcome Justin and Esther to the Healing Courageously podcast. I know that this is a little new for you. Um we were introduced to Justin originally. We met Esther today um, by our good friend, Albert and Lauren, and they are now living in Texas and they have expanded their friends. And so Justin came highly recommended to us from Albert. He says, you have an amazing miracle. So um, I am excited. We're going to go ahead and be quiet here and let Justin kind of share a little bit. So Justin, why don't you, um, let's start out with just kind of getting to know you. So let us know um, how long have you guys been married? How many children do you have? Yeah, why don't you share a little bit about your personal self, and then we can go from there. All right. Well, we've been married about three years, going into four now, in August, and we have uh, we have one little toddler, and I have two teenage daughters that, as well, they all live here in Texas with us. That's awesome. Together. That's yes. great. That's great. And newlyweds and you went through this. So this is going to be interesting. So Justin, tell us, tell us kind of start with the beginning of your story and let us know kind of where it all started and, and uh, how you feel like God kind of moved in on you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a nurse and uh, I work, you know, with kids, pediatrics, and I uh, contracted COVID back in June of 2020 and it kind of came up on me all of a sudden, went from 
nothing to all of a sudden it was severe where I needed to go to the hospital. And I remember I went to the hospital on June 30th of 2020. And my wife was thought she was going to park. And little did she know she was dropping me off and they weren't going to let her in. Wow. And then uh, they pretty much told me as soon as I got there that I would be going on a ventilator. Wow. Uh, that was uh, pretty wild at the time. And uh, then I uh, ended up in the ICU. And the next day I was on a ventilator. And about, well, 56 days later. Wow. They woke up. Uh, I was I was awake and my wife beside me, but uh, it took a little time for me to come back to my my normal self at least. And uh, but God really uh, did a work here. But my wife really kind of lived through the, the process while I was uh, on the machines that were keeping me breathing. Mm -hmm. And I told her uh, right away that it was just a matter of time that I was going to die. They were certain of it. And this was back when COVID was, uh, was they were just trying to figure out how to treat that. And back in 2020, they were running out of ventilators, running out of rooms. And then a number of people were, had, had passed away, yeah. even ones that we made from our church and locally. There was really no time to assimilate what was going on because he just started getting sick and he, he just went fast. Like he, from within a week, he was feeling tired he like the last two nights he didn't sleep and we didn't really talk much because he, he get agitated and then couldn't breathe so uh yeah i just dropped him off and i didn't we didn't really say anything i just i was gonna ask him i was gonna ask for a wheelchair and he's like no let me just go inside and they will give me one and that was that was all Mm. Wow. That, no, that must have been hard for you as they're dropping them off and not even being able to really tell them goodbye, you know, or give them a kiss or, or, I love you. You, or anything. Yeah. And then, I had to I had to go back home because back then we had a five month old baby wow. at home that uh, I left at home with uh with her sister, seventeen then and uh had to had to be quick. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Wow. And I would imagine Esther, just for you, I mean, I've been on that, that side of the, the bed, I'll say, um, where, especially if his, if with him being on a ventilator, there was like, you had no way of communicating with him um, at all during that time, I would mm -hmm. imagine. So it was, how did that, how did you get through that? What, how did that make you feel? And what, you know, what was going through your mind in that time? I was just, uh, I, just the the first week was a roller coaster because um the like right when he went to the ven ventilator the doctor told me that just to be prepared for the worst that he wasn't yeah. gonna make it. and um especially because of what everything that was going on and then he's a he had, he's a little overweight so and especially with um overweight people they were like there's no way um he's gonna make it they just weren't taking people off the ventilator who were you know overweight or at all overweight and if they had told us after i woke up they, i was the first person that they they taken off the ventilator yeah and, I, and um then my little baby got sick and 17 got 
Imperial got sick. And I was sick at the same time. Oh, it was all sick during like the next week. And um I just I just remember uh I was praying praying God and um just lift him on his hand on his hands and just I knew that I just told him I knew I know that if you give me a husband it's not because you're gonna take it away mm. right away. And we didn't even have a year of marriage because her anniversary was August or the first year anniversary. And wow. so, um, yeah, the first week was a roller coaster, but then I just uh, leave it all to God and, and um, focus in the presence and in the present and um, just uh, check on him every day. Not like, not, um, like going to the hospital because they won't let me get in, but just calling to the hospital and asking them to do everything possible uh, to keep him alive. And we have a uh, very good friends that also helped me through that season to do the phone calls. Well, I'm from Mexico, but even you know there is a lot of um things like terms, medical terms that I didn't know what they meant or anything, so they just help me like to ask the questions and Good. take the notes and then we just kind of uh, had a meeting after every call what it needs to be done what uh, we need to do and that's how you know 56 days pass by yeah you know, it, it's the one thing I'm hearing from you Esther is that you had a community of people around you that want that was there for you praying with you and helping you helping mm -hmm. you to understand everything that's going on so I know the medical, Kathy, when I was in the hospital in 2007, she was like researching everything that doctors told her. Mm -hmm. But the community part, that's something that Kathy and I are big, big proponents of. The community that we involve ourselves with is like a family, an extended family. Yeah. And especially within the Christian, you know, the, the Christian world, I'll say, that family is, is they're, they're a lifeline especially when there's so much uncertainty going on in our lives. Yeah. So, you know, it's good to hear that you had that that community, you had that lifeline. Um, and we, we got a lot of, a lot of uh, help from our church and, and friends and everyone, even though we couldn't meet in person, but everyone just, you know, will go drop stuff and um, just calling, praying every day over us and, you yeah, know, they, they help, they help us a lot to navigate through that season. Yeah, that is just so, so important to have people that you can do life with um, in crisis like that. And that particular crisis was one that none of us have ever experienced. So everybody kind of just did what they thought they could do safely and get away with it. So, um, well, you know, there was a lot of people during that time that didn't have community and you guys definitely um, had that. And that was, I'm sure that was probably helpful to you Esther to help kind of keep your focus where it needed to be um, and eliminated so much of, of maybe what you're you still had your everyday things you had a baby to take care of you had a home to take care of um, and then to understand all the things that were going on with Justin I mean that's a lot but to be able to have people that were lifting you up that gave you that strength and gave you that encouragement to make that phone call and listen one more time I mean that is huge in that situation so yeah so much prayer, so much reaching out from people, just every from everywhere, really. I got I got messages and calls from, from all over the world, really, 
Wow. Yeah. People reached out, have been praying, have been trying, you know, just to help out in any way they could. And when I came home, there was stacks of baby formula and stacks of diapers. Wow. They wow. reached out to support and just make sure that, 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 uh, that Esther didn't have to worry about other things than what she already had in her mind. Right. Right. It was just it's amazing just to, well, catch up. It took a long time to catch up with all the messages and all the, all the things that had that the community had supported us in. Yeah. It's a, a big part of definitely why I'm here. Wow. That's amazing. Just so I, I remember from our, our, our original conversation, they tried a couple times to get you off the ventilator. Yes. And then yes. They, they yeah. They, they tried a couple times before he finally uh, got out of the ventilator. But uh, yeah, they were strolling, uh, taking him off the ventilator because um, his body wasn't, he was in a bed for almost three months and right. his body just wasn't um, picking up. Yeah. Right. I think a big part of it though was once Esther was able to come to my side too, yeah. that's when I saw the change. Wasn't that right, honey? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, when they finally let me go see him that he proven that he, he, he finally didn't need to use the ventilator again. Just your, just your presence, your angelic presence. Yeah. <laughs> process for him and that, you know, there's a, that's a lot to be said that because is that, that is so, yes. so important. And that's just that reminder that we as humans need that human touch. Mm -hmm. We need to know that there's, that we're not alone in life. And I'm sure Justin, even on a ventilator, even though you're, you know, fully unaware or partially unaware or in and out, I don't really know what that looks like, but the fact that her presence, her spirit was with you changed everything. And I think there's a lot to be said to that when it comes to um, the human needs. So that's beautiful. Yes. So, so I think you and I talked, we were kind of, we went through a similar thing. And if I remember right, I think I told you that, you know, when I was in that coma, I felt the spirit. Right. And I think if I remember, you mentioned something, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you mentioned something about how you could feel some kind of presence because of all the prayers that we were getting. You know, that's how it was with me. Prayers, like you say, all over the world. Right. Um, yeah. Did you feel Could you feel that presence, even though oh. you were in an induced coma? Um, up there, you know, when I, especially when I'm waking up, I'm, I'm more aware of the presence than ever. You know, mm -hmm. I knew something was around and, and there and the stuff protection um and and even in some of the dreams that i was having and the things i was going through as um just i had so many dreams as i was going through this wow. it was kind of like one after another like dream after dream after dream kind of like it didn't and i woke up it ended at least while i was awake and but it was just a there was a protection there and just no i mean knowing i was being prayed for yeah like the very first days that he woke up he he tells me um that uh jesus jesus was there and then i'm like i'm asking where and then and then he's like i don't know you ask him he's right there yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a presence that you 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 know what you know you what you know you know <laughs> you can't can't, can't deny that out. one and can't explain it either so it's awesome you know, the, and, and just the fact that this is the, the, the miracle about all this. There's so much that happened in here. 
that's mm -hmm. positive along the entire thing. It's hard. It's one of those, why would God allow this to happen? Well, there's a reason for it. And you guys are believers. And Justin, I know your heart is going to see. There's a reason for it. And it, it will be shown to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, I mean, look, you told me how much your wife had changed spiritually yes. from the time you went in to the time you came out. She was a different woman, right? More spiritually and, and in a good way, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like the last 56 days in a coma with COVID is unheard. You're probably the only person in the world that that's happened to. I will right. take that, right? Because usually after three days, it's, it's over with. So, mm -hmm. I, and, and, and I think, you know, one thing that, and listening to all this, um, there's so much in here, but there's some, so I think some stuff that people really need to hear, never quit praying. Mm, yeah, because we don't know what, who it's touching, who it's helping, right? It, it, you know, somebody all the way around the world praying for you. They didn't know know you. They were just praying for you. Right. They're praying for Esther, right? And so that that community that's it within the world of prayer warriors that are praying constantly, they do work, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, they, they they do work. So that, that's a message that. I think needs to be out there. Not, not I think I, I really believe needs to be out there. Yeah. The power of prayers is, is, you know, the I know there's times I, I think that we all, why am I praying? I don't see nothing happening. I'm, I'm guilty of it right now. I'm going through some stuff right now. It's like, why am I praying? Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. Nothing's going on, right? But we have to just keep our faith and keep praying. I think it's okay to doubt. I think we pray through the doubt, right, pray through right. the unbelief, and that's why we get to the other side. Yeah, I mean, when I, you know, and that with Esther and her praying for you for fifty-six days, and I look at Kathy it was only two weeks that she was praying for me, and when I was in that coma, like how do you, how can they even sustain that much mm. faith? I know how. <laughs> Esther, you know how. You, you you almost don't have a choice, but there is a there is uh, God. You are. I mean, I felt lifted. I don't know about you. Even in, even in that those that worry and that those questions, there was just it was a there was something that kept pushing me, and I really believe the Holy Spirit just kept lifting me when I got weak. He picked me up. How did you feel about that, Esther? Did you feel that as well? Because that's exhausting yes. what you did. Yes, yes. No, and definitely, you know, it's it's tired to just worry about things and uh just carrying it with carrying it with you and you know, like I just um yeah, I, I just remember I I give it all to God and um he 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 took that he took that from me and from there it was just Okay, God, you're in control. You're you're the one that um will um will keep will keep him safe and will keep him alive. Because I I can be there. I I'm sure you're gonna send the people that needs to be there by his side, nurses, doctors, and just give them um direction. And um even though like I said the first week right away they told me he wasn't gonna make it and just to be prepared and then I remember a, a month after they told me again the same but he was still there like he was stable through the ventilator but he was he, he wasn't like he was struggling but he was fighting he was having an, a fight there and 
and um and God was there with him, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that God, God, God was there. Um, and like I said, yeah, he definitely, you know, feels so much lighter once I give it to God and I knew he was in control. And Yeah, that's great. I, um, I was just thinking too, um, you know, after those 56 days, Justin, uh, there was, you still stayed in the hospital for quite a while after that, but why don't you share, you know, the other portions of this miracle? I mean, the one miracle is, you know, you survived a ventilator for 56 days, but that was just the beginning of the work, I think, after that, right? Oh, yes, definitely was a, there's more work to be done and God continued to heal me through this. Yeah. I mean, a part of the miracle was that I didn't have any heart or lung issues in the first place, having been on the ventilator that long with COVID, but I really had to relearn how to walk again, having laid down in a bed for so long, all the muscle were just, you know, not there. And so I just had to get back to used to, you know, carrying me and walking. And that was a, that was hard. That was a long process where I was, went to a, an intense rehab for a couple of weeks and was able to end up walking with a walker more and more every day. I still remember all right, I took two steps today and that was <laughs> exhausting at one time. And it was just like, all right, every day was more and more. And it wasn't any of my strength because I didn't have any. It was just the strength that God had carried me through because every step of the way he had carried me through and uh, definitely see the, the, when I said we were called, you know, the uh, labor and prayer, I see some, you know, my wife and so many people had labored in prayer to see this miracle happen. And it was just uh, every day. So we, we went from the hospital about 95 days total. Oh, and wow. then we uh, ended up going home and I had a, you know, a walker to get around the house there a little bit. And, you know, God was continually there in every aspect. Um, there was, I didn't have any health insurance at the time either. Oh, having gone through this, but thankfully there was, there was something for uninsured COVID patients. I originally told me my bill was about $1.7 million. Wow. And I never, uh, never got a bill. I think that was a, that was another miracle right there. Ooh, wow. That gives me the chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that, was, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Thank God for that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he went, he got out, out of uh hospital, like, um, September, October, yeah, something early. like that. And, uh, went back to, work remotely to work November, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I was getting uh, bored being home. So one thing we, I, we, where I work, I could do telemedicine visits. And I just, you know, I, I work with kids and I love what I do. So I wanted to, you know, to have some to have something to do for myself. So that was, you know, something I had wanted to do for a while. But yeah, and they tried, they tried to talk me out of it, but I was like, I need something to do here. Your I mind was you. working, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, I, man, I can really relate to that. Um, not not as severe as yours, but learning how to walk again or get just having the energy to walk again. Again, on your part, that takes a ton of faith. I mean, yeah. some people would go, oh, come on, I survived COVID. Now I got to learn how to walk again. I got to learn how to hang. But again, it was it's hard. It, 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 it can is be hard. very discouraging. But and... I, I, I'm going to share something that she, every. Uh, this for 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 her, the big thing was me going number two. Did you go number two today? No, not yet. <laughs> and when I did, 
When I did, she blasted it all over Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was your biggest cheerleader. Actually, I don't even think we had Facebook then. Maybe we did. I don't know. But yeah, that I mean, you know those little steps. You're a nurse. You know how important that is. Absolutely. <laughs> Tells you a lot about what's going on inside. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. You know, and, and I want to share this too. Um, this this is more about you. The, the miracles that take place. About three or four years later, we were in Stater Brothers and we're walking oh. down the aisle and, and Kathy goes, Randy, there's a nurse, nurse that saved your life. And what had happened is, is I was up in my regular room after having surgery and I had a fever that was out of control and there were short floor nurses. So an, an ICU nurse came up and she was my nurse. She took, walked in my, my room, took one look at me and fought until 12 o'clock that, that day to get me out of that room and into ICU. Otherwise, I would have died. So I saw her at Stater Brothers, and I walked up to her, and I says, you probably don't remember me, but then I told her what had happened. She started crying. She goes, thank you so much for stopping and talking to me, because we see so much, tra we see so many, so many, so much tragedy in the hospital, we don't hear these stories of survival like this. Mm -hmm. She goes, so thank you so much for, for, for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, so I, and you as a nurse, I can imagine, you know, um, Justin, uh, you, you, you've seen some stuff and um, it is good. I would imagine it's good to hear about the miracles or to see the miracle mm -hmm. outside of ourselves. I mean, but you right now, you're like, you're the miracle. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, as we get ready to close, oh, he, oh, what, and then and then we talked Justin too about your hands and your feet. Oh, how mm -hmm. how how how's that coming? Oh, it's going very well. I originally woke up, my right foot didn't move at all, like below the ankle. It was right. I couldn't feel it, couldn't move it, and my first two fingers on my left hand were stuck out, extended, and I couldn't move them. And it took a while, and that, that, that feeling started to come back slowly and slowly. Some, I feel some tingliness in the hands, but I can move them fully now. Good. It took a few months to even get to that point. And then as far as the foot, um, I'm probably about 90% of where I was before, which it actually started so slow. And that's, uh, that's you know, I'd be so excited. Like, oh, I felt it twitch. And I called my <laughs> wife over. And she put her hands right over it for me. Oh, I, I felt it, you know. And she said she could feel that the fibers moving or whatever. She could feel with her hands there, and and now I can I can walk, I can drive. I don't wear a brace anymore. That was uh, two months or three months ago, I think it was. I got the last brace off my foot. Wow! But that was a, a process as well. And actually, today, actually, while I was at church today, I, I just felt this today. I'm like, well, God was telling me I could have healed you in a second, but this process, this journey, you needed to go through. Wow. This, healing process this was for you this is for, you know this is this is the process of his growth and in my, in my family as well but just seeing this process because god could have done it in two seconds you know but there's more to the story there's always more to the miracle mm -hmm. and just you know healing is you know there's another side of that as well and that's what i'm still learning and still walking into today yeah. and, and you know justin i firmly believe this that you, down the road, you're on your healing with Esther, everything that you two have gone through. I firmly believe this, that somebody's going to come along and walk into your life that's going to go through some, something very similar to you, and they're going to need your guidance, your help, your love, your, your understanding. Encouragement, your yeah. encouragement. Bringing you know? them hope. And just, just, just the fact that you, 
you believe and and uh, you have the faith you know like like Esther had all those people surrounding you you know people are gonna come to you someday they'll, they'll come to you. I, I don't know when yeah you know but they're gonna come to you yeah that's awesome and, and it's interesting because I was just kind of wrapping up thinking about that question of you know what would you and you, you kind of tied it in right now with you know this journey that you're on because Jesus wanted you on this journey and mm -hmm. but if you had to give um, somebody some hope what would what would you say what would either one of you both of you you know what would you tell somebody that maybe has experienced or maybe they will experience someday you know what or are, or are they're in the middle of it right now what can you share with them that is going to bring them hope and encouragement in the process well um i think the most important thing is not to give up not to lose hope just kind of hold on to that hope and trust in god that, that you know it may feel hopeless because I, I had many times where i felt hopeless and i felt like what what's this life going to be now from the hospital bed but just keep taking ground one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And that, that was really a theme for me, literally one step at a time. Every step was um, like, almost like walking a mile at that time. Yeah. And by taking ground and not giving up and have, you know, it's okay to rely on the support system, your church family, your people in your life. Those are, those are people that that's what they're there for. Yeah. You know? I had, to, I had to learn that too, how to rely on people and how to rely on my wife even, yeah. where just, you know, it's done so much for our relationship as well, where, you know, she's, she's amazing, more amazing, even more amazing than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that more and more, but just, uh, it's okay to rely on, uh, you know, when you need help too. That's beautiful. Yeah. Even though to the people that is going through something, um, now, or when it comes, it feels like, an eternity and it feels like it will never end but just know that god is in control and um as yourself you know what is trying to what is god trying to teach through the system what is he trying to tell me what is he trying to he is in control and um just, we just have to learn to leave it to him that's mm, beautiful i think that's real important esther that what is he trying to teach us in all of this yeah if we look we can look at it as a lesson or something we might not like the lesson no <laughs> but if we can look at it as a lesson and what can we learn from it? those are very good points yeah very very good points so, and i would say i can you know not knowing you guys personally but just in this communication that i'm sure you guys have grown both individually and as a couple as a married couple yeah. as a family and sometimes these if anything that's what some of these tragedies these situations that we're in that might have been the whole purpose you know we never know but the the fact that you guys have come out on the other side stronger than you were when you entered this situation is another miracle within absolutely. the miracle so that's a beautiful thing yeah. to have so absolutely yeah well thank you guys so much um we so appreciate uh you joining us and justin sharing your miracle and esther having your side of it as that that wife and caretaker and prayer warrior and um we know that you guys are only going to get stronger and uh, there's a plan god's got a plan for both of you so we are excited to have met you and to hear your story and we look forward to 
you know, to continuing this journey and learning more about you. Um, I'm, we're going to get back to Texas. So we'll be, yes. we'll be coming to see you yeah, sometime. We're definitely going to want to see you guys. Right. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. It would be, be great to meet you guys. So Randy's just going to go ahead and close this out here. Um, we just have a couple things that close out with this yeah. month, our call to action. Um, Oh, yeah, the sign up uh, for the newsletter. Yep, we have and, a newsletter we send out once a month. It's our right. e-newsletter. If you're interested in being on our mailing list, please visit changeyourlifestorynow.com. There is a little click of a button that you put in there for your information, contact information. And there's a button, uh, a little tab you want to click that will allow us to send you that newsletter. And then it will allow you access to the PDF of the seven-day challenge. Yep, that's our uh, seven-day challenge this month is a workbook that we can get to you on PDF if you sign up for that. And we're not going to be uh, slamming you with nah, 5,000. Just 000. one month. One, one month month. per month is all you begin. So yeah, so, um, and our call to action too is always invite a friend, share the podcast with a friend. You'll find it on Spotify. And uh, we're looking to build our platform. So the more people that we can connect to it, if you can um, follow us on Spotify, share it with friends on Spotify. We also have- uh, Subscribe. Subscribe, but we also have our Instagram and social media, uh, Facebook social media right. pages. So if you'd like to join us there, we have um, weekly quotes that go out, encouraging word to send out to each of you um, every week. So we encourage you to check us out there and follow us there as well. Right. And then you want to share about your- your extracurricular activity work. Well, that you, you want to talk in. about the foundation real quick? Oh, yeah, that? before I do Just that. Just real quick. Yeah, so um, one of the things that we do like to share is that we also have our foundation called the Courageous Healers Foundation. And it is a nonprofit foundation where we help men, women, and families um, work through and heal through the scars of any trauma. It could be marriage issues. It could be addiction, um, sexual abuse, sexual abuse, especially of men, of men. Yeah. That's one of those things they don't like to talk about. So, uh, we ask you to check out Ch change your life story or excuse me, courageous healers.org <laughs> for more information there. We also run strictly on donations because we are a nonprofit. We rely on donations and your donations help these men and women who have little to no, uh, availability to pay for their services they may not have insurance and so we we just calculated with last year we uh we donated over 160 116 hours 116.5 hours to people who were in need of healing so uh, just know that your donation is so appreciated it can be a one-time donation you can set yourself up on a monthly donation if finances are not in order, please, we just ask that you keep the foundation in prayer because we know there's so many people that are hurting out there that could use the services, but maybe don't know that they're available or afraid to ask. Yeah, so exactly. we encourage you to uh, check out uh, CourageousHealers.org for more information. And then, then real quick, so we can... Books. Books. Oh, I can't say that yet. Um, maybe, maybe Esther, Esther can, can help us. Esther can say it with her beautiful for, accent. Versus the, the uh, Healing the Wounded Child within. Uh, it's available on Amazon, a paperback, Kindle, and on Audible, number one international bestseller, number one in five mental health categories. It's a book of hope and healing from abuse of all kinds. And then finally, we got it out in Spanish. Spanish. Um, Esther, can you Esther? see that? Can you read it? Yes, sanar las heridas del niño interior. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. beautiful. Thank I you. love Thank when you. I hear it in Spanish. Then, I'm trying to be Spanish. It doesn't work very well. She thinks she is, but she's in there. <laughs> we have our 30-day devotional to wholeness. Great devotional. 
actually for couples to sit and read together yep. at night and then there's some contemplative questions they can answer and then the seven day challenge were uh little workbook and that little seven day challenge workbook if you go to change your life story now.com you can get this on a pdf for free all the books are available on amazon yep so awesome. okay and i am getting ready to write another one oh. i've been working on he's it gotta say head. it to speak I, it to bring it, so. life to it all right so is that all that's it everybody. all right thanks again so much justin yes. and Elsa. we really we appreciate, appreciate you guys and then being, being us, open and honest like this is so just having that. a conversation right yeah that's it so all right so thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you on the next episode and, and remember if nobody tells you they love you today oh i do kathy does <laughs> you <laughs> got you randy does and more importantly god, god does. does be, be blessed. blessed everybody this has been healing courageously with randy boyd we will have a new episode every monday Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs> <laughs>